arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, welcome to Creative Cafe. I'm Kristen Chesick with the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, and I have the pleasure this morning to start us off talking with Jermaine Jackson and Erlene McMichael. Thank you for having us. Yes, glad to be here. So, first off, what is your favorite morning beverage? I am definitely a coffee drinker. Um, you know, I love a great espresso from Starbucks. Good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I have to start the morning with a, a jolt of Java. I have to, and I usually get my coffee at home. Though after work, I do like to have a little Starbucks. I, I do the same. Okay. Caramel yeah. macchiato for me. Caramel macchiato. Great. So caramel fraps. Yes. Caramel fra- Okay. So we're in uh, we're in the Starbucks camp this morning. Not a problem at all. You two are working on a play. Um, that's going to be performed at the Kalamazoo Valley Museum coming up fairly quickly here that will accompany um, a mini exhibit on Henrietta Lacks. And Henrietta Lacks is important uh, to you personally, Jermaine, because she is your great aunt. Yes, yes. Her and my grandmother were married to brothers. And um, and so, yes, and so this is something that I knew as a little kid and, of course, later on in life found out a whole lot more about that great aunt. Sure. And why should we all know about Henrietta Lacks? Henrietta Lacks is literally the mother of modern and future medicine. She is at the foundation of all medical research. Um, Scientists, professors would tell you that they could not do the work that they do and have the medical breakthroughs available to them today without the use of her cells. Because one thing that scientists needed um, very urgently was a cell that would stay alive. And so with the discovery of her of the HeLa cell being the first immortal human cell, that gave them the medical breakthrough that they needed in order to do their job and research successfully. Sure, and I understand that actually those cells were harvested without her consent. Absolutely, yes. Um, there was nothing, uh, no consent given from Henrietta Lacks, nor from her family, and they actually didn't find out until years later. So she never knew while she was alive? Absolutely, no, wow. she did not know wow. at all. That's correct. And do you think that she would have She would have given her permission? I would like to, to think so. Right. Um, and there's actually one of the pictures in the exhibit that sort of displays mm-hmm. the story being retold in a very ethical mm-hmm. and fair way and that is by artists out of the Benton Harbor area by the name of Erica Bangature and she shows a young Henrietta Lacks surrounded by her husband and children showing up for a Nobel Peace Prize right. um, award dinner in her honor um, for giving her consent you know to use her cells and of course a cure was found and she was still alive and enjoyed her youth and being surrounded, raising her children. What, what's interesting about that, since you mentioned Nobel, uh, Peace, uh, Nobel Prizes, yes. there's at least about three uh, scientists that actually have won uh, Nobel Prizes. Mm-hmm. Be, you doing research with these cells. That is correct. Cells. 
Yeah. Um, so she really is the mother of modern medicine. She absolutely is. In fact, there's a, a artwork of her at the Smithsonian, the African American um, Museum mm -hmm. um, uh, in Washington D.C. called actually the mother of modern medicine. Yeah. Yes. And we kind of riff off that for this uh, presentation. We call it um, a Gila story, mother of modern medicine. Right. Right. And what can we expect from that story? Um, as far as the play, and um, you know, Jermaine can go a little bit more into it, but essentially what we're going to find out is one of the things that is very important to Jermaine when, when I've uh, come to know him is he wants to tell a personal side mm -hmm. of his relation, not just that she is more than herself. That is a statement that he says often. So we're going to find out going about her life all the way going back to the South where she's from, her family members, her children, things of that nature. But at the same hand, you're also going to find out about um, how it came to be that her cells were harvested, the things that her cells contributed to, but also the very personal story of Jermaine mm -hmm. um, and how he uh, came to know more and widen his knowledge about his aunt. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. And that is, it's sort of like telling the story from my lens. And again, this was something like I envisioned for a couple of years is to have this play written and was just um, really fortunate to run across one of our great local writers, Mr. Buddy Hanna, and um, you know, and he just was elated and happy to do it. And so he's going to tell it sort of from my lens of you know coming up with the exhibit, and and of course finding out this information about you know I was related to her and all these different things. And so I just want the community to come out and and enjoy it. They're going to find out a lot of information. Right, and they're going to see a great cast of characters. Yes. They are. They're going to see a great cast of characters. Um, playing Henrietta Lacks is Bianca Washington. She actually is a founder of Face Off Theater Company, an African-American um, theater company founded by African-American women in 2015. Uh, she is uh, a graduate of the theater program at Western. She also teaches theater. Um, another experienced thespian is Sid Ellis. He will be paying, um, playing Jermaine. He's, uh, he's, Did uh, you get to cast that? Did you get to guess Sid as yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. What was funny is that you know I I, I worked with Sid at the Douglas when yeah. he was the you know the mm -hmm. previous director, yeah. and um, I sort of like let the cat out the bag so to speak oh, okay. because I didn't know Buddy hadn't reached out to him and I was like, hey, did you get the script yet? <laughs> oh my goodness! So I had like the the opportunity to like almost personally give him the idea Invite of him, yeah. what was going to be introduced to him. And so when he told me no, I said, well, I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to wait for Buddy to get in touch with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And people may recognize some other names. We have Neil Brenner, uh, Bremer in the uh, cast, uh, Jennifer Clark, and a senior at Kamazoo uh, uh, Central High School, Asia Hodges, mm -hmm. and uh, serving as some narrators, Angela Anderson and uh, Kim Chandler. Right, so it's a great cast of area favorites that you have going on there. You're also using um, original work from area poets and writers, is that correct? We absolutely are, and I, I think what's really great about this project is it's a great fusion of the visual arts, the performing arts, the literary arts, and the play will also have music you know, woven in between um, some of the different segments. And some of the names I want to kind of shout out for mm -hmm. some of our era writers, because that's important, is William Hatcher. And of course, I mentioned Asia Hodges, Charles E. Peterson Sr., and um, James J. Smith. And the logo um, that we've been using for a Gila story is a Lax portrait by Grand Rapids artist, 
Jamari Taylor. Yes. Okay. And so the the play is going to open on September 30th. There'll be two performances that day, or one performance that night, and then two it's on October. Yeah. Yep. And then two on October 1st. That's correct. That's Saturday. We're at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. And one of the things I really want to emphasize is that it is free. It is absolutely free. Mm -hmm. um, we really want to kind of educate the community about this. And we're, you know, in fact, actually, in terms of tickets, people have been asking about tickets. It's not even a ticketed event. It's Just it's come. limited seating, um, but first come, first serve. We're really trying to create accessibility. Just come. Sure, sure. So that's at the Mary Jane Stryker Theater. This is the Kalamazoo Valley Museum that's that's hosting the play. So on September 30th at uh, at 7 p.m. and then at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Saturday, October 1st. But the exhibit actually opens in a few days. It, it opens does. on the 1st. It, yes. it opens on September 1st, and it'll run all the way through Black History Month um, on February uh, 27th. And one thing I should also say is that the Kalamazoo Valley Museum um, is owned and operated by the Kalamazoo Valley uh, Kalamazoo Valley Community College. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're also, uh, we're doing this as a joint project. Um, uh, the, the college and the museum in collaboration with the wonderful Jermaine Jackson. That's that's fantastic. So if I want to read more uh, or know more about Henrietta Lacks and her story before enjoying the exhibit and then coming to the play, where can I get where that information? Where you can go right now is go mm -hmm. to the college website at kvcc.edu. There's already a story on there. And we have a print publication that just went out, and it should be in homes. It goes to more than 185,000 homes in Kalamazoo County. That already details everything that we're kind of talking about today. And in the coming week, you can probably you know, you, in the coming week, you can look on the museum website, kalamazoomuseum.org, and you can find out more. And just um, earlier today, we did a, a, a video with um, Jermaine, and so as part of the exhibit, you will, oral history will also be important, and he will be telling right. his story there, too. And, of course, um, for those that are local card holders, the book, um, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, written by our author, Rebecca Sklute, is available on the shelves there um, at the Kalamazoo Public Library as well. And so if someone wants to educate themselves and read up on her full story, I would encourage reading the book. And there's also a book written by her son as well. The, mm. the, the, the title actually eludes me at this moment, but there was also um, a book written by her son where he tells a more intimate story about his mom, he was one of the older siblings, mm -hmm. and so he was old enough to really remember some of those experiences. Unlike Deborah, who helped Rebecca with the book, she was the baby, and so she was really too young to really know her mom before her mom passed. Okay. Kristen, you know, that yeah. reminds me, um, as I'm listening to Jermaine, there was actually a movie as well, oh. uh, and it had Oprah in it. Yes. And uh, so if people want to go watch the movie, which mm -hmm. I have done, um, mm -hmm. it is very informative um, to tell you a little bit um, about about her story. Right. Well, I've been talking this morning with Jermaine Jackson and Erlene McMichael about an upcoming play that's going to happen at the Mary Jane Stryker Theater at the Kalamazoo Valley Museum on Friday, September 30th and Saturday, October 1st. It also is accompanied by an exhibit that you can start to see as soon as September 1st at the Kalamazoo Valley Museum. Thanks to both of you for coming in today. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. having us. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Summer is almost over, but the arts are still growing strong. Whether it's a live outdoor concert, a riveting piece of theater, or a beautiful ballet, Kalamazoo has everything you'd want in an arts and culture scene. 
In fact, arts and culture have always been a cornerstone of what makes Kalamazoo a great place to work and live. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. And they're still here serving artists' organizations and connecting artists to our community. If you want to know what's happening in the local arts scene, please visit the website kalamazooarts.org and click on the calendar to plan on your next experience. That's kalamazooarts.org. And help amplify the arts in our community. Now you know. Please... Join us next week for another installment of The Creative Cafe, brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. And we're back Good morning. You are with Creative Cafe. I am Kristen Chesick. I have the privilege of talking this morning with Naida Collazo Llorens. She is a visiting professor of art at Kalamazoo College. What is your favorite morning beverage? Ha! That would be green tea. Green tea. Every morning. Yeah. I do like coffee, but that's mm-hmm. more of a treat ah, okay. when I need the extra caffeine. <laughs> So in that case, yeah. it would be a cappuccino, but okay. otherwise it's green tea. Green tea. It's very healthy, and yet you still get that little punch of caffeine. You get the cake. Yeah. Okay. What disciplines do you teach over at K-College? I teach a range of classes, including digital art, mm-hmm. drawing, and printmaking. But I also do some interdisciplinary courses, um, you know, sort of like a, a upper-level courses where students work independently in their own projects or okay. some concept-driven courses like art and uh, um, environmental justice, oh, which, okay. which I'm, I'm, I'm actually teaching this fall. Art and environmental justice. Mm-hmm. And what, is that, what does that look like? Well, it, it looks like a lot of hands-on mixed with art history, mixed with being out and about, oh. uh, you know, in, in the land, uh, looking at site specificity issues of you know social justice and how that connects to specifically environmental justice and what artists have been doing for quite a quite a long time you know about it okay and it's fitting i think that uh you teach interdisciplinary art because that is your approach to your own art can you talk a little bit about what that means and what that means to your work as sure. an artist sure uh, yeah it's uh, yeah i do have a an interdisciplinary practice and it just means that I um, include and combine various different disciplines in it that that also applies to multidisciplinary mm. practices which which also fits my work but uh, you know I, I work in different mediums and disciplines including drawing uh, painting video text-based works uh, you know among among others public art installation but um, you know, depending on the project and depending on the ideas that I'm thinking about and the concepts I'm exploring, I would either choose or combine some of those. Um, you know, some projects do merge quite a few of those okay. in in a way that it's hard to pinpoint or classify, <laughs> you know, what discipline it is. Okay. Um, you know, for example, some of my installation works may um, include drawings on paper and wall drawings and found elements and objects and video projections 
in a way that it becomes one single work, you know, more of a of a space that you come into and experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that would be one example. Um, I also collaborate with other people beyond the arts as well, mm-hmm. whether scientists or music composers. So that's another level of, of interdisciplinarity as well. Okay. And we get to see your work fairly soon. Uh, you will be part of the September Art Hop, right, in the Arts Council's gallery, the Weston Gallery. Art Hop is on September 2nd. What can we expect to see, and how did how did this work come about that we're going to see starting next week? Yeah, well, the exhibition is titled Disruption Remap, and it's uh, it consists of a series of digital works, abstract digital works, and, and it actually started as a series of drawings on paper, like hand drawings <laughs> on paper, uh, where I was combining and layering many different kinds of marks, thinking about overload and disruption, you know, like where marks would be interrupting each other. And at some point, I, I felt like they needed to get out of that flat piece of paper. And so I started to animate them. I felt they needed movement. So I, I pretty much scanned a couple of the drawings and started animating them digitally. Oh, wow. And so that that led to this discovery, you know, the particular process, animation process that I was using would, you know, I would control a big part of it, but the other half <laughs> would be almost like self-generated by the computer. So I, I, I was interested in taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would generate n- new shapes that I wasn't really controlling and that would appear or even color certain movements. So, so I played quite a bit with that, that that was very much of, you know, interesting uh, to me. So um, I don't know, it led me to think not just about the disruption and, and overload and collapse that the original drawings were about, mm-hmm. but it also brought in ideas of regeneration and transformation. Mm-hmm. So I guess if, if I'm thinking about the concept of this project, um, you know, it brings up, I don't know, if we think about disruption and collapse in terms of the state that we mm-hmm, live in, you know, mm-hmm, ha- mm-hmm. Our, our contemporary lives, sure. uh, then perhaps, you know, that could lead to a regeneration and transformation in some way. So, I'm, you know, it's, it's bringing a little bit of hope and, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and looking forward to. But anyway, the, the result of the project is the exhibition, which is a two-part uh, project, the exhibition, um, in the gallery will include a series of digital prints Mm -hmm. and then uh, the animated video will be projected uh, outdoors at the Haymarket Plaza that same night, Art Hub. Okay. All right. So actually get to go to two places on Art Hub night to see the two parts of this exhibition. Okay. And so your work's going to be on display in the Western Gallery, at least the first part of it, through the end of December. Or end of September, sorry. Yes, for yes. a month. Yeah, yeah. for a yeah. month. Um, but we can actually visit you there in the gallery on September 2nd yeah. between 5 and 8 p.m. And um, you're willing to be met and talk about your work? Absolutely. I'd love to I'd, I'd love to answer questions. I'll, I'll be in the gallery uh, through Art Hub um, until late. Then mm-hmm. by that time, it'll be dark enough. To go. And, and then I'll, I'll head over to Haymarket Plaza. To be able to see uh, the so, second so part. So I'll be there as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where else can um, folks see your work? Well, in town, uh, 
at the Arcus Center for Social Justice Leadership. I have an installation project there that I believe will be up through the end of the year, at least. Wow. So Good. yeah. Good. Okay. And then you have a website that you can see. I some do of your have work? a website, naidacoyasoyorens.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, check it out. Okay. Fantastic. Once again, Art Hop is coming up September 2nd. We hope everybody will will be there. We will have lots of different stops for everyone, but especially you need to come to the Weston Gallery at the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo there in the Epic Center on the second floor so that you can see Naida Kayazo Llorens. I'll get it eventually. Um, (laughs) So you can see her work, and then as soon as it gets dark after 8 o'clock, we'll all go over to the Haymarket and, um, and, and see the video as well. That's great. I've been um, looking forward to this exhibit. So thank you, and thanks for talking with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Summer is almost over, but the arts are still growing strong. Whether it's a live outdoor concert, a riveting piece of theater, or a beautiful ballet, Kalamazoo has everything you'd want in an arts and culture scene. In fact, arts and culture have always been a cornerstone of what makes Kalamazoo a great place to work and live. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. And they're still here serving artists' organizations and connecting artists to our community. If you want to know what's happening in the local arts scene, please visit the website kalamazooarts.org and click on the calendar to plan on your next experience. That's kalamazooarts.org and help amplify the arts in our community. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of the Creative Cafe, brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Creative Cafe, a presentation of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Join us each and every Saturday after 8 a.m. for a visit to the Creative Cafe. Up next, local news and then Birdwatch with Roger Taylor on 590-106.9 FM WKZO.